Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Georgiana Hallmock turns 15 this winter. She lives with her six brothers and sisters in a social housing condo. Uh, on the outskirts of Baca, Romania. Their mother, Liliana, is forced to leave her family behind as she goes to Turin, Italy, to earn money. She won't be back before the summer. During their mother's absence, Georgiana has been catapulted into the role of head of the family, responsible responsible for her siblings, her and her adolescence is cut brutally short, caught between puberty and responsibility, Georgiana moves ahead, improvising as she goes. Phone conversations with her mom are only guidelines. Intimate scenes of her daily life with her seven siblings show us in an uncensored fly-on-the-wall style how real events are experienced and interpreted with great imagination by the children. We are joined today by the director of this wonderful documentary called Waiting for August, director Teodora Anna Mihai. Theodora, welcome to film school. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for being here. Uh, this is, the, I mean, for a lot of reasons, I, I really enjoyed your film. Um, I think primarily, uh, first and foremost, it's, be, it's such a, 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 a window into a world that, let's be honest, a lot of the world lives in the sort of conditions and economic strata that these, this family does. Um, but but tell me a little bit about the background on this. This is really, I think, the crux of it for me is, how did you find this family, and then then how were you able to negotiate or to be able to be there in such a intimate setting, and they they allowing you to be a part of their life in in this way? Tell us a little bit about how all of this came about. Yes. Well, I um, I had to look uh, for this family for about eight months. So, I mean, we're talking about a social phenomenon here. Um, in uh, in Romania and Eastern Europe, they call it the home alone generation because, unfortunately, a lot of families are separated in this way. A lot of parents have to leave their kids behind to, uh, you know, go work abroad and provide for the family. And... Um, it is about, I mean, leaving your children behind is a taboo in about every every culture, I think. So people have a tough time, uh, you know, talking about it, opening up about it. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, having it filmed is a whole different level. So it was not easy. I, was, uh, I talked to a lot of families. I did a lot of research uh, beforehand. And, uh, you know, it's... It's not so easy to get the approval of people, um, but I was very lucky that um, you know after after uh, many interviews I uh, met uh, the Halmak siblings and um, you know I, I talked to their mom and and she was she realized the importance of of the subject matter and she always. I mean, she also realized that there is no shame in, in talking about it. When mm. you get into this kind of situation, it's not by choice. Um, so it was, it was really beautiful that at the moment I really felt a, a connection with, 
with the the kids and I felt like I wanted to tell their story, exactly that family also agreed on letting me film it. So that was that was beautiful. Well, it is, and and uh, there's so much about this that I just was fascinating. Um, there's a lot of different levels going on within your film. I mean, there is the obvious uh, interaction between Georgiana and and her role as the matriarch in in absentia of her for her mom. And her mom is I said that the wrong way, but she is there uh, as the uh, as as the patriarch of this family, and she's 15 years old. So there's the relationship between her and her siblings, the relationships amongst themselves, and then. You know, occasionally in the film we see Skype and, uh, you know, Skypes of mom in Turin dispensing advice and talking about how much she loves them and misses them. So there's a lot of things going on that uh, under uh, that put this family under a lot of pressure. Uh, and yeah. yet they all seem to genuinely like one another. And even in the, you know, in the times when things don't seem to be going well... Mom just sort of pops in and says it's going to be okay. So, talk talk us to us a little bit about those internal relationships, um, and and what your impression of them were. Yes, well, for me it was very very important to um, tell the story from the, the point of view of the children. Many times when you um, you know when when you have immigrant stories, uh, we always follow or we always see the point of view of the one who leaves and who has to adjust to a new country and a new culture. But uh, no one really cares about the story of the ones who are left behind. And um, I think it's not a less interesting story and uh, definitely not a less important one. Um, actually, this story is, a, is very, um, a very personal story, a story that, that touches me uh, very much also because it's a bit history repeating itself. Um, this, uh, you know, I was left behind when I was seven and a half uh, by my parents for very different reasons, mm -hmm. uh, uh, for political reasons. Mm -hmm. I was born during the communist regime, and and they fled uh, the regime, and the only way they could flee was to leave me behind and hopefully, you know, recuperate me afterwards. And, um, you know, parents sometimes have to, to take these drastic measures, these risky measures, because they have no other way out or they see no other way out. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, at that moment, I think I wished I had a, a platform, I had a voice. Um, and, you know, I, I now I'm old enough, I'm seeing that, unfortunately, 25 years later, this is still happening in my country, mm -hmm. still kids are being left behind for economic reasons this time. So the context is different, but the result for the kids is the same. And I wanted to be able to give them that platform and that voice. We're speaking with Theodora Anna Mihai. She is the director of the film Waiting for August. It is, in fact, uh, you'll be, you are in town here in Los Angeles. Uh, the film is opening today, October 3rd, at the Lemley Royal in Los Angeles. Uh, you're going to be at the screening of the question and answer at the 7.50 screening uh, tonight and then on Saturday for the 5.35 screening to, to do a question and answer about your film, Waiting for August. Um, so I urge people to go down and to the Royal. It's a great theater, great uh, place to see a film. Uh, and you can go to the Lemley.com website and find out 
where it is actually I can tell people it's on Santa Monica Boulevard also people can find out about uh, waiting for August at waiting for August dot be uh, to find out more about the film and screenings I know there's upcoming screenings in other cities as the the, the uh, film rolls out um, how long uh, Theodora did it take for you to gain the confidence of these children you are you are this it's I said fly on the wall you really do feel like you're a fly on the wall uh, with these uh, in these circumstances, these everyday circumstances, these uh, kids are involved in. How long did it take for you? What was your sort of? Would, were, what was your, this logistics like? Were you? They, did you live nearby? Did you live with them? How did the access and then their comfort level with you? How long did that take? Well, um, it was pretty. Um, it, it went pretty fast. I don't know. It's a bit of magic of uh, of documentary and the fact that I I was able to really make a connection. First of all, I explained to the kids what what I wanted to uh, film and why I wanted to film them. I also explained to them that usually the subject matter is um, is handled by the media in a very uh, sensationalist manner. They they usually uh, you know for TV they uh, choose the most tragic stories and kind of throw mm-hmm. them at you. And I, I told the kids, listen, this is not what interests me. This is not the kind of story that I want to tell. What I find beautiful with you guys is that you obviously love each other. You know, I, I admire your resilience, your courage, and and this is the the story that I want to tell. I want to tell a, a positive story, um, you know, without, of course, um, ignoring the the fragile balance that that these kids are in so it was very important to show the, those two facets um and i i think i i got their trust uh, and um we spend a lot of time together a lot a lot of time um i am living in belgium so i had to travel in f- five different periods mm-hmm. i traveled to romania um to be able to film the the, the film but um, we remained in contact uh, all year long uh, by Skype and Facebook, so I was always very, very well updated about what was uh, going on. And uh, I kind of had uh, a set events or set moments that I wanted to absolutely film. One of them was, for example, uh, Georgiana turning 15. Mm-hmm. Um, the other period was the Easter uh, celebrations because uh, Romania is a very uh, Christian Orthodox country and Eastern is a a very uh, celebrated holiday, the biggest holiday and I knew that the kids were going to have to to prepare for Easter uh, by themselves and you know I was curious about that I knew that Georgiana had uh, very important exams coming up which results were going to decide to what high school, if she was going to get into high school and, and what high school she would have access to. So all those things I, I knew I, I wanted to film. Um, and basically when, when we were there, um, because I had a small crew, a camera um, and, and a sound engineer, and um, we were living very nearby mm-hmm. uh, because the, the, the apartment is tiny. We could not possibly uh, live with the kids, but uh, we would spend most of our days uh, there eating with them, playing with them, you know, g- getting getting into that, um, getting that comfort uh, zone, you know. Tell me, uh, what... which was very important. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason why I wanted to 
to disappear, <laughs> literally, with the camera, to have this really pure fly-on-the-wall style was because I realized that I'm telling the story of kids living alone. Yeah. And I am an adult. My crew are adults. We, if you feel our presence, then I will not be able to tell the story of kids being alone, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So it was very important to to reach that level of, invisibility of the camera being part of the family and being being kind of a, a body you know a, mm. someone I, who belongs there yeah I, and, I i have to say watching the film um in the some of the first scenes that we see of them i i, I catch a couple of the kids kind of looking up like I, I assume they were looking up at the camera crew or cameraman or something it just had a feeling that they were sort of not playing to the camera, but they were aware it was there. But as the film progresses and you see more and more, they, they, they there's not a sense at all after, after the first couple yeah. of minutes that they're that they even are they care. And yeah, yeah. I guess you see that evolve also. I mean, yeah. the first scene is is at the beginning yeah. Uh, yeah. of the of the project. So um, I guess it's right that you feel the kids get com- more comfortable and more comfortable as we go along. Uh, I, I would imagine that that's a, a normal progression. Well, yeah, and, and you could really see it. Well, tell me, um, you know, a, a couple of quick questions. We're running very short on time. I apologize. But uh, how's uh, Georgiana, do, Georgiana doing now? How's she doing? She uh, She's doing okay. Uh, I, I cannot tell you too much about, okay. uh, you know, okay. her high school and stuff because you have to come in. Yes, you do. You I do. Mean, you're okay. <laughs> the listeners. Thank you. Spoken um, like a, but, a true... Uh, no, uh, the family is, okay. is, doing, uh, is doing all right. Everyone yeah. is all right. Good. I was going to say, spoken like a true uh, filmmaker. We, we're not going to give anything away here, and and that's <laughs> and that's the right thing. But uh, I just so admired, I such admired her, just her her natural... Um, the way she was and the way she behaved and assuming responsibility, but still you see the, the, the kid in her, you see, you know, the disappointments and the, and the, and the happiness that come with being a 14, 15, 16 year old, uh, young woman. And it's just great to see that anything particular surprise you in any way about your experience that you hadn't expected in seeing this unfold in a, in a, what anything about this that you think? Well, I didn't expect that in terms of the the story or how you were involved or anything about this. Uh, well, of course, there is. A, there was the moment uh, where um, the child protection services uh, came. You know, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. there was a, a talk about that and uh, a threat, let's say, for the kids. And I didn't, I didn't expect that. Uh, so it was, it was kind of, uh, you know, I imagined at that moment that maybe the film would stop in a completely different way than I would have imagined it or expected it. And I was, I was very afraid for, um, you know, for the for the family, for the kids. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was quite unexpected, but but maybe it shouldn't have been because, yeah. Uh, is living alone is, of course, something uh, yeah. something well. that is difficult. Yeah. Uh, the problem is that uh, in Romania there is so many uh, parents doing this, yeah. uh, and um, there is even a law that you know they have to uh, assign a tutor for the children, which they do before before they leave. But what happens is that it's more an uh, administrative. Uh, 
measure. Uh, so someone signs that they're responsible, but then in the end, the kids still yeah. handle themselves alone because the tutors are, uh, you know, are yeah. busy with their own lives or they have they live very far away mm-hmm. or for whatever reason. Yeah. But uh, it's so common that you cannot possibly put all the children in orphanages, and that's also not the solution. Right, I mean. right. Uh, well, well... It, it is a society issue that that needs to be addressed uh, by the international community. Quite honestly. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's the sort of economic refugees that 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 are that are all over the globe, and it is a, it is an issue. And your your film is a, a, a subtle introduction into a very real problem. Um, I want to thank you so much for being here. I want to remind our listeners uh, that uh, Teodora will be at the Royal, the um, Lemley Royal tonight. Uh, that is Friday night, October 3rd for the 750. Well, actually, yeah, you're there for the Q&A after the 750 screening. And then on Saturday after the 535 screening, that's the Lemley Royal, Santa Monica Boulevard in Los Angeles. It is uh, Waiting for August is a winner of the international documentary at Hot Docs 2014. Best documentary at the uh, Karlovy uh, Vary, Vary Film Festival. I probably butchered that. I apologize. An award-winning documentary and a terrific film. And I am so thankful and honored that we were able to get you on the phone today, uh, Teodora Anna Mihai. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. All the best. Thank you. Uh, we'll see you soon. All right. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.